1: If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you are not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off.
0: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Method's manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com chick.
1: That's winggirlmethod.com chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a repeat episode, but it's not a repeat episode because Marnie and I are out of town or being lazy. It's because we want to pay tribute to a guest who recently lost her life in a really, really tragic way. I think one of the things that attracts people to podcasting is that it's real, it's raw, it's imperfect, obviously, and it's genuine and Since it's real life, real things can happen, and sometimes real things are bad things. And in this case, a guest that we had on the show twice, Dr. Amy Harwick, a sex therapist, former model, and author of The New Sex Bible for Women, was tragically murdered, most likely, by her ex-boyfriend. We don't talk a lot about violence on the show. We tend to keep things a little bit on the lighter side, and I'm not going to get into it now, but we wanted to pay tribute to Amy By replaying this episode, not only was Amy incredibly accomplished, she was also incredibly beautiful, both inside and out. And that's not something I'm saying because she's no longer with us. Rarely do I feel comfortable around women, let alone absolutely beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous women. But there was something about Amy that was incredibly humble, approachable, sweet, and endearing. And her death serves as a reminder that no matter who you are. Tragedy can strike at any time. So live your life, stop doubting yourself, get yourself out there, approach the woman that you want to approach, be the person that you want to be. And I hope Amy's memory serves you today and for days, weeks, months even years to come. And in this episode, we talk about what women think about sex and why it's so different from what men think. We also talk about how to escalate a conversation from non-sexual to sexual, how to approach a woman sexually without insulting or harassing her, how to be blunt, and so many more informative topics that Amy was so great at speaking on. So keep listening. She wants. It, we don't need to say ask women what she wants is for
0: wondering. We're just ask women. I'm happy with that. We're ask women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We happen for three years. Mm-hmm. We're gonna continue to be that for You need to really another be- year. Okay, I am
1: giving the mic a blowjob. I'm so right on top Kristen, of it. Kristen so Kristen, that's me. I'm gonna talk in third person. <laughs> yeah. That's how frustrated I am right now. <laughs> yes. That, our microphone situation has been very difficult and so I'm in a really bad mood doing the podcast. Awesome. Super That's happy exactly what we want for a podcast. Mm-hmm. But anyway. You need to stay really tight on
0: your mic. Okay, I'm I'm on it. I'm give, I'm like sucking on this microphone. Okay, right stop now. being dirty. Um it wasn't and we dirty. Also I just have literally have it in my mouth. Amy Hardwick, <laughs> thanks for coming back. Thank you so
2: much. Sorry, that was I really had something on my teeth that <laughs> yeah. we're on a podcast and so nobody would know but you're so Except pretty. I Doesn't said it right matter. now. Yeah. Um I think it's interesting that we're making these like phallic references to microphones and both of your microphones look quite phallic and mine is a giant ball in my face. Mm-hmm. So is. this yeah. is what we we're doing. A
0: complete set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I see it on your tooth, too. See, I wasn't going to be able to do the whole podcast, but, you know, staring at at yeah. that would have been the funny thing to yeah. make that yeah. happen every Let single me, time. It, it's,
1: it's gone now. Gone okay. no, okay. You're I'm all right. good.
0: Anyway, oh, uh, we have Amy on the show. She's been on the show before with us when we were a playboy a couple of times. Mm. And Amy is a... I'm going to call you a sex sexpert, but mm. what is your technical um, name? You're a therapist. I'm a therapist, so there's lots of different so labels. Girls right, I'm not just sex. like,
2: hey, yeah, I know all about sex. Let me talk about it. I am a marriage and family therapist. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have my PhD in human Sexuality. Because of that, you can clump me into this expert category. But I also i am a therapist, and that's yeah. what I do every day. I'm in private practice and I work with people with a variety of issues from depression, anxieties, change of life issues. And about half of my I clients. I have you as my therapist. You're too attractive. I wear less makeup. You I do. try to, believe, she I to it down. believe. I want
1: to believe that I uh, you know, bring it down a few notches. Well, I had a gynecologist who walked in and she was gorgeous and like probably 5 years younger than me or something and I was like I can't do this.
0: Really? Yeah, I can't. For a gynecologist. I would think that's who you would want down there. You know, it just felt
1: almost like we were yeah. in por- <laughs> we we're in like a porn or something. I know, why not have fun? Then? I'm like, no, no, no. You want an, 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 an ugly girl lady. going into your vagina. I mean an old lady who has a mustache. In- interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah, here's a anyway. little bit
0: of insight into women. So I don't know if this is a common thing, Mm -hmm. but I had a few of my female friends over the other night and I don't even know how we got onto this topic, but we talked about like what visuals we use when we're by ourselves. I don't know why I'm being so PG. Hey, y'all,
1: sorry. I'm just being super annoying on the podcast right now because I'm the sound nerd now. We can't really be touching the table. Okay. Elbows off. Elbows off. have to yell again. This is the
0: Nazi-ass (laughs) one. Yeah, because I'm so sick of this shit. I know. Don't worry. We'll figure it out eventually. Okay, keep talking. Anyway, so all of us were saying... Saying that for us, when we're by ourselves, you know, the, what we watch as a visual is all three of us, all three women, we all watch lesbian porn. And that is like a thing. Do you know not say this? So me and three of my girlfriends, and then actually the other night, I was over at my other friend's house and I was telling her that story. She's like, oh my God, me too. All that of us. all women
1: watch lesbian porn? I don't porn? say, I'm not saying
0: all women, I'm saying four women now that I've talked to. I haven't really gone, you know, broader yeah. on this research study yet. Except for right now, which no, mm-hmm. neither of you are shaking your heads that you do it either. But, like, why, why do you think that's a thing? And, like, is that a common thing that a lot of women Well, if it's made watch. for women, there might be a, percept-
2: a perception being portrayed from a female director. If it, if it is lesbian
0: porn for women by women. I don't think I looked up lesbian porn for women by women. I just looked <laughs> I up it. I was and just like, it's like a girl on girl. I just look for
1: two women going down. Yeah. To like, too, yeah. much, too much woman. But that, it women was interesting
0: that like, all of us said that. I've we're, never, all married. I've never watched we're all it. married
2: as well. The visualization is different with two women than it would be with the way traditional male-female porn would be shot, which is you see the penis, and then you see all the w- parts of the woman, but the guy really isn't shown. With two girls, you're seeing all the parts of all the women. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit more inclusive of both people, rather than, here's a woman, and we're going to show all of her, and then here's just this like erect penis, because men are totally fetishized and right. exploited in, in male-female porn. So I think it's a little bit more of a realistic view of, here's two few, uh, full humans having sex. Yeah, so here's I think what that- you
0: have, and here's what can be done with it. Right. That's what I think is is the reason, because we were talking, I was talking to my girlfriend last night when I brought this up as a common thing with myself and other girls, Um, and I was saying, she was saying on like a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. how lesbian she was. She's not at all. She's married as well, and she goes, I'm like, like." a seven in heterosexuality. So there's like three points where she's like a little bit of a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And then I said that mm-hmm. I watch female mm-hmm. porn and she's like, Oh my God, me too. Anyway, I think a lot of women are kind of on that well, spectrum I think as well. Everybody
1: is my ex-boyfriend has a theory that everyone's, everyone's a gay. gay, a little yeah. guy. Everyone. Well, there's a, there's I'm, a, I'm not trying to say it cause I'm uptight, but I'm just like super not into women. I'm not into women. They don't either. turn me on or. Oh, I don't get turned on if I was watching two women. Okay,
2: so on on that scaling, you would be on the other end of it. So in the the 60s, the Kinsey scale was developed, which is a six-point scale of hetero and homosexuality. And he was really the first one to openly say, yeah, not everybody is all straight and all gay or even, like, right down the middle bisexual. I mean, even completely right down the middle is as likely as being all gay or all straight. But everybody kind of falls somewhere on the six-point scale. So maybe, you know, you would be like a... A four, and right. you would be like a one or a two. So, But that's even outdated in and of itself because sexuality is so fluid. It's more like a broad fluid. spectrum. Yes, it's I know, I thought, fluid yeah. now. It might change over it's time. It's all water. It's Look, all in water. five years, you're going to be all into girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> in all five years, you going to be all into yeah. <laughs> girls. Dating's not going well, so we'll that see. <laughs> see. You might switch sides. Yeah. Anyway,
0: as you can see, Amy is definitely a specialist when it comes to sex and sexuality, which is why I knew that she was the perfect guest to discuss a topic that I actually sent out a newsletter about the other day. And we were talking about it a little bit about before the show started. So uh, one of my email coaching clients had sent me an email and had said that, you know, he had been with this girl that he was seeing and they had had sex earlier on in the evening and he was able to finish and complete and she was able to finish and complete. Everybody was happy and then they went again to go for a second time and then he said to her, so I'm not going to be able to finish. And as soon as he said that, he could he could sense that she got really uncomfortable. She got tense and she sort of shut down a little bit and she seemed a little bit angry and he was writing to me to ask about why this happens because he would noticed it as a pattern because he explained to me biologically he's just not able to what i forget what the word yeah well, I don't know refractory I period refractory period yeah
2: so refractory period is the period of time that takes for a man to get an erection and then be able to perform sexual functions again and typically ejaculate. So in younger guys, typically this period smaller. I'm sure we've all had experiences in high school where you just go and go and go and you yeah. do it like rabbits. And you know, maybe, maybe that's happened Which is to like, you. Nope. I was <laughs> no, trying to think of it. it should be called when you're not a man period. Right. right. Well just it's when kidding. you're younger and your early twenties or and when men get older, what changes with male versus female sexuality is women can do it over and over and over again. Typically uh, the issue that mostly comes up is lubrication, yeah. and just general fatigue. But otherwise we can engage repetitively. Whereas a man needs that time to refuel. And for some men, that's a few minutes, regardless of age. Sometimes it's a few hours. Right. And when guys are getting older, sometimes that's a day or, you know, up, up to a week sometimes. And you're talking about older men, older men in their seventies yeah. and eighties, they can have sex. And you're seeing a 60 year old. Can we say that? Yeah. He, uh, he's 59. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's, he's 69. Like, so, get 60, 60, right. yes. so he's 60. I'm trying to milk, milk the last of the, that sounds pretty so nasty. He's <laughs> so right. he's 80 So
1: he's going to die for next years. year.
2: Yeah. yeah. So pretty much the age <laughs> differences is, is pretty great. But, how old are you? Sorry, I just want. You. I'm. I'm. Uh. Well, let me think about that. 36.
0: Okay. okay so there yeah. you go. Just for people who are listening. Oh, good. I'm mm-hmm.
1: younger than you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> okay. my God. Thank, thank you. God. Oh, thank you. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> well, I have that going for me. Nice yeah. I'm the good. youngest one here. Yeah. There you, you are. Yeah. Okay. One yeah. It makes me feel
0: good. Anyway, I want to get back to this because I think it's really important. So in in the newsletter that I sent out today to the people who are signed up for my newsletters, mm-hmm. which you can do by going to my website WinggirlMethod.com. For anybody who's listening, I had sent out an email to try, and I had explained to this pe- person as well that like women have this belief about men and sex, that men are all about sex. Men can have sex 10 times in a night. Men sometimes want sex more than they want the person that's in front of them. So that's and, and and people actually responded kind of negatively to the newsletter that I sent out. Some of them were like, "Only insecure girls are going to feel that way. Women who are experienced don't feel." Anyway, I'm yeah, sure it's the
2: cultural th- thing. It's yes. look at our media. Look at how movies and TV shows portray men. Look at how porn portrays men. Yeah. Porn exploits and fetishizes men as you're you're a hard dick, and that's what yeah. you are, and that's what your role is in sexuality. You don't even see the full guy. Usually, you pan up and you're like,
1: "Oh no, pan back down. I don't want to yeah. see this guy." Well, also, I think there's something in the anonymity too. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you see the dude's face, you're kind of like, "Oh, you can have a million thoughts about who that person would be, and mm-hmm. it's almost better to just have like a basic Venus. body mm-hmm. yeah yeah,
2: but uh, you know that's but that's the message is guys are ready to go and they're ready to go at will and it's the woman that controls it. So this is this cultural message. so when that's challenged, women or people can feel uncomfortable, even the guys. So the, the lack of education of male bodies and male sexuality is pretty unfortunate for women out there dating, because I think this is relatively common for women to feel uncomfortable and unsure. For example, I had a, I had a client that had a difficult time getting and maintaining an erection, um, never had an orgasm with a woman before, just is able to do it on his own, not with a woman. And typically when he dates, women will look angry or upset or feel offended, but mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with that individual and everything to do with this person relationship with his own
0: sexuality and his biological function which is perfect i want you to tell us now how men can provide the information to the woman that they're having sex with without creating more discomfort or more insecurities for both for either so
2: having dialogues about sexuality in general something we just typically don't do especially um before we have sex and you know one uh, brag about my relationship before ever anything ever got sexual my partner said to me hey can we talk about sex can we talk about what we're into and like i'm into this thing what are your f- thoughts and feelings about that and this is kind of the pace i like to go at and we had a great compromising oh, conversation been a dream for you oh yeah i was like, yeah. I was like this is amazing is this cuz he's older is this who he is as a person it was it was yeah. amazing and so mature um, but most people don't do that and so I think it's okay to have that. And conversation. most people aren't open
0: to hearing that either and mm-hmm. then it can scare But
2: that's a that's a problem. Right. Like if you have a conversation with somebody about sex and that in and of itself makes them feel angry or upset or uncomfortable, then imagine what it's gonna be like when you actually have right. sex with that person. So it's okay to say as a as a guy yeah, here's how, here's how it usually goes for me. The, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. You know, typically when I ejaculate, I'm not
0: able I to do it to again for another. stuck in this conversation to be like, eh, I'm going to get out of this conversation. But yeah,
2: it usually takes me like a day. So, you know, if I finish, then I probably am not going to go again for a while. He so said that No, no, I'm oh. saying hypothetically if that's oh, okay. what the sky, a, a guy's dilemma or situation is. Because typically if a woman wants to go again and they can't, Maybe she is going to be confused or unknowing if her experience has been men with smaller refractory periods and she doesn't have the education to know it differs per guy. Right. So it's okay to say, yeah, once I finish, that's it for about a day. You know, I could do things with you, but this, you know, the pressure... But I, I'm
1: not going to be able to do any more than that. No, so just so you know, wonderful. this is where I'm at. It's kind of how I am with like reading. Like when I read once, I'm like, okay, I need, I have a very okay, long refractory period yeah. before I can read again. I just read finished a book. I feel the same way too. Maybe three yeah, months. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read another one.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay. So what about for people who are, don't have wonderful communication, like mm-hmm. the guy that you're seeing mm-hmm. um, and, and yourself, and let's say they just get into the situation mm-hmm. where they have had sex. So it's happened. They've had, they're having sex. He's not able to finish. Mm-hmm. And he says, what to her mm-hmm. about not being able to finish?
2: Well, if he's perceived. It's your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you. No. Um, it's uh, So they're in this situation. He's finished. They're laying around having that glowy moment. Some time has passed and she wants to go again. She's touching him and he's not getting erect and she's starting to look frustrated. That's when in that moment... You can still do, do these things in the moment. We for, take things for granted how much control we have to deal with any situation as it's happening. So as it's happening, be present and say hey, just a heads up, this is this is what my body does, and I'd be happy to do things to you. Or you can just, you know, if you're scared to have those conversations, you can just turn it around on her, you know, perform mortal sex on her, give yeah. her a massage, make out. We are so focused on genitals that we don't focus on other things that are fun and exciting and erotic, right. like full body licking or fucking yeah. kissing and psychological play, verbal play. So not everything has
0: to do with that. Well, what about for other guys who do have difficulty getting hard or do have difficulty finishing on the first time? Cause so I'll I'll, like, I'll say that sometimes with my husband's going to hate that I'm saying this, but like when he's been more stressed and he's a little overweight and we are not sleeping as much, he has said to me like, I'm just not going to be able to finish. And there is something, even though I know the information in me, that's like, ah, like it's me. And I like look down for a second and then I, I know how to get myself out of that insecurity and be like, it's not me, this is him. But we still have a conversation about it afterwards because it's just to help both people communicate what's going on. But let's say people aren't as intimate as my husband and I, and they're just having sex for the first time. How—or, like, let's say this is a a continuous issue for Mm -hmm. this man. How how does he communicate these things in the moment?
2: You have to be comfortable talking about it because talking about it either beforehand or in the moment is going to save so much distress— afterwards thinking, what was she thinking? Does she think I'm not into her? Would she want to go out with me again? Is she going to tell is
0: people? Is this something that you should verbalize as well? saying, I've I ver- don't want you to think this is about you. This right. is completely hey, this on is me. This
2: is my body. This is what happens to me. Sometimes I have difficult times getting an erection, but, you know, I can do things with you. This is this is how I can work on it. And reaffirm you that doesn't mean that I'm not excited about you
0: because I totally turned
2: on Right. I'm totally turned on by you. This is just how my body is. And this is what I do in this
1: situation. And if the person... I like being able to blame your body. It's like... Like I would blame, like, a friend. Like, oh, I'm late because my friend was late. is the same kind of thing. Like, my body's the, right, the yeah. like, the, can take the, the blame. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's right. my biology. This is how I made up. This
2: is how I work, and it's not going to be changed overnight. And, you know, and if a woman's reaction to that or a, a partner's reaction to that is negative, shaming, humiliating— then you don't... That's their
1: own insecurity. Don't have sex with them again. That's their own insecurity.
2: Right. Whether it's a, Or maybe they're just a judgmental person. Like, not everybody out there is a great person. Like, you're not going to sleep... Everybody you sleep with is not going to be a good... Uh,
1: I also want to say, say about match. the woman that Marnie was talking about saying that he couldn't... She, The woman was upset because he couldn't go twice. Is she dumb? Like... She doesn't have the education. She She's, doesn't know. But I what do you mean because I don't I don't know anything about sex but one thing I know that is like a guy can't go twice. Like oh, that's really? just a exactly. general knowledge thing, See, and that's so, so, so I would be offended.
0: I actually think the opposite way. So when my husband, and this is a younger thing, um, but when my husband and I started dating, we would have sex every night. I was 23, 24, whatever, really young. He was ten years older, mm-hmm. and we once we started having sex, we'd have sex every night. And finally, one night, he turned to me and said, "He said, like, I can't, I can't, Ooh, have, don't do that. To I, the sorry, I cannot have sex every <laughs> night. I'm just showing how serious <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't have sex every night." And like, there was no more explanation from him and that I internalized everything because in my mind, men want sex every night. This is like a dream for men to have a woman who wants to have sex with them every night because this is just
1: unheard of. You know who's complicated? Women. Women are complicated. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You know it's also complicated? Skincare. You know it doesn't need to be complicated? Skincare. And guess who makes it Uncomplicated. T. Shanley. So you don't have to worry about finding another podcast to help you figure out something that's complicated like skincare and just let them handle it. And then just focus more on our podcast and podcasts like ours to make women and dating less complicated. Am I making this too complicated? I think I am. So I'm going to stop and just get right down to business. Tiege Hanley provides men with skincare products that you absolutely need, nothing more, nothing less. So you don't have to stand over your sink every night or every morning going, "Uh, okay, what should I use now? And then if I use this now, do I have to use it later? But then I have this other thing for now too. And it's all laid out and you don't even have to think about reordering it because you can do it as a subscription. It's so simple, so easy. And you are going to thank me because your skin is going to look so good, you're not going to realize it could even look that good. You didn't know that if you scrub this like rock thing, it could turn into a diamond. Well, guess what? That's your face. And your face is going to say, wow, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. I should have started this a long time ago. Their systems start at only $25, which is so cheap. But if you go to tigehanleycom slash askwomen, you'll get it even cheaper. That's com slash askwomen. Believe me, women are looking at your skin. They're looking at it. Go to tige.com slash askwomen.
0: Oh, I was saying that I, like in my mind, and I, I still to some degree, even though I know all of the information, I still think that men want
2: That's your schema about men. And that's very common culturally that women or people think men are ready to go and they're sexual all the time and they have sex thoughts all the time. I felt that way recently in my relationship. Um, You know, when we first started being sexual, it was a lot of like talk and excitement about it. And then, you know, like real life kicks in and you're doing real life stuff more. And like, maybe you're not going to talk about sex 24 seven or want to do it. And that's normal in a relationship. But of course, in my mind, those automatic thoughts that come up as a woman or having any insecurities or any anxiety talk about Wait it with a second eye we haven't flirted in this particular way for six hours to see, is it me? Is it? No, it's like real life takes over and all men don't think about sex all the time. Mm-hmm. There's slightly more of a sexual drive because of the amount of testosterone, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's that much more disproportionate. Yeah, but that's all about communicating with that partner and understanding how their mind works. And that's part of a relationship. So if you are in a relationship with somebody, it's saying, hey, you mentioned that the other night you can't have sex every night. What did you, what did you mean by that? What does it mean to you to have sex every night? Mm-hmm. And approaching it with curiosity, approaching it with wonder in a non-offensive, non-judgmental way might give you information that you could say, oh, I totally understand and get it now.
0: Um, I have a question that's sort of piggybacking on one mm -hmm. of the things that you said. So as a man, how often should you be checking in about topics like this? So for example, like if you notice that maybe you're not talking about sex as much as a man or things are shifting in your relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I know typically a lot of a lot of men just choose to allow things to sort of shift, mm-hmm. where I do know that women focus more on the fact that there is a shift happening. Mm-hmm. Um, do you suggest that men bring up this topic or wait for a woman to bring it up?
2: Oh, initiate. Initiate communication all the time. I mean, maybe not 24 7, but every week, every couple weeks, every month, have a check-in talk. Hey, I just want to check in. i Just wanna say my partner does that too, so so mature. Mm -hmm. Uh but he's like, Hey, just wanna check in. Is are you happy with everything? Yeah, yeah, and that's great, you know, and it, that also opens up an opportunity to have a discussion if there is an issue that maybe one or the other person's minimizing. Right. But I think having a check-in every once in a while about everything is good. Hey, are you happy with our sex life? Hey, are you happy with our day-to-day and the amount of time we spend together? I just want to check in about no, it. No, I,
0: like I like the points that you're giving because yeah. I do – I would say that that is actually extremely helpful because the simple check-in can be a little super, bit intimidating. Yeah, super casual too. Hey, Marnie, I just want to
2: check in. How are you feeling about this podcast? You think it's going well? I
0: think it's going <laughs> great. So that's, wow,
2: well, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Then
0: there's, you know, <laughs> th- then that's it. Well, sounds been an issue yeah, and you're banging
2: slightly
0: on the tables. Stressed. <laughs> I know her head's about to explode. Okay, okay. I have one more question for you. So there was somebody else that wrote in to me and I, I didn't really know how to answer this. And I, I, I set this question aside to ha- for when you were on the show, cause I need to be able to uh, talk about this. So how do you start talking sexually to a woman from the very mm-hmm. beginning? So this one guy had written. And, uh, he had said that when he's online with women, this is his first message that he says, he says, hey, what's up? You look really attractive. I want to hook up with you. And then he writes, I get no response from them after this. I always thought women appreciated men clearly stating their intentions and getting right to the point. Moron. And where, where was
1: this? Was this email to you? So he emailed this to me. Okay. And he's just saying he's very baffled. Okay. Last night. So... I'm back in LA and I'm, so I'm back on Bumble and Tinder cause I was out of town for a while and just shut it off. Welcome back. Uh, it's, it's not <laughs> great to be back. So I had this guy write to me, uh, through Instagram, I, I must've swiped left on him because he had like blonde hair and I, I'm not into dudes with blonde hair. It's just for some reason, not into the Aryan look at all. It's just like, it's more like effeminate to me or something. Like there's something masculine about dark hair, dark mm-hmm. beard, whatever. So I swiped left on him, but then, um, he wrote to me on Instagram and I noticed it in my whatever messages. And I was like, Oh, he's actually, he kind of looks like Ryan Gosling or something. So I, and like, he seemed like a really cool style and like he was a photographer. And so I wrote back to him and first of all, he did everything wrong, literally everything wrong. It first started by him. He was like, you seem really funny. I'd like to see some of your stand up," which was fine. And then he basically started Always fine for a fan. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I want to be more on like the same level, peer level. But he went immediately into saying it was like he jumped like eight levels ahead where we'd literally just started talking on Instagram. And he said, but normally I don't want to make excuses for a girl that I introduced to my friends. Like, Oh, she's actually really nice. And so he I presumed. Yeah. He presumed that, my comedy was like, or that I'm a bitch because I make like snarky comments for comedy. And so one, I felt like he was calling me a bitch, like right off the get go. And then two, he took it like to the future where literally we're about four lines into Instagram talking. So that was wrong. And then I can go on and on about how much more wrong he did. But last night I ended up shocking this different guy who was great. He was hilarious. We totally hit it off. And the sexual, how do you talk sexually to a woman? That's why I'm mentioning all this. We were joking about loving, like, fast food and Taco Bell, and he's, like, addicted to Taco Bell. And, like, we were talking about, like, Taco Bell breath. And he's like, we're totally going to make out on our first date, like, after we eat Taco Bell or something like that. And I, I thought it was a really cute, smooth way to I'm introduce. To. It's like, I don't want to. He didn't say, I want to hook up with you. Make out is, like, eighth grade and fine. You know, that's nothing offensive or scary or whatever. Not that I would be offended if he wanted to do more than that, of course. But um, I thought that was a really good introduction into going into that topic. And then we and went. Did you continue? A little little bit. And then, you know, I didn't, we, uh, it was our first night ever talking. And so I didn't want to take it too far, but yeah, you know, no, I, I, I did a little banter day about day. it and it was great. And so now that's open. So when we do meet, which we will, that's going to be established that like, we've already decided we're making out right? and whatever can happen from there.
2: I think that's I great. That, yeah. I think that's great. And even with the email that you got, okay, well, you're not interested clearly for many reasons, but the guy put it out there. And if you don't, if you're not interested, you just don't respond or you say, no, thank you. And that's it. Okay, right. But also, that's not the way to get a girl interested. Right. That's not going to probably work in his favor. However, he did ask. It's not like he was being abusive about it. He was just
1: saying, hey, like yes. I want to hook uh, up with 100%, you. You're 100%. Hot. I give him a thumbs up right. for putting it but out there. But that does work sometimes. It does. It, it depends does work. on in what platform they're meeting. If it's on more of a hookup site or whatever. Or if that one was like, yeah, you know what? And I mean, somebody's like, huge. you know what? I'm you're hot totally too. Let's hook it. up. Yeah. Because
0: a lot of totally.
2: my friends are, are in that state of mind. They're like, you know, I just want to go out and feel validated and make out with some hot dudes. But I feel like 9 out of 10 is Not going
0: to work. I think nine out of, well, or like 99 out of 100 is not going to work. But
2: but it's it's interesting. I read a study recently about mostly dating apps and how you approach people. Like, is it, hey, babe, let's hang out versus I looked at your profile. I saw you really like Depeche Mode and uh, this is my favorite album and let's chat about it. So the more thought out ways and considerate ways to approach someone does work out better. But statistically, for the person that copies and pastes, Pace, hey babe, you're hot. Let's yeah. go out. Actually, it's only slightly less responses than the person who spent spending the high, more really? crafted time because that takes that. more time. So the quantity versus quality is actually only slightly less successful. Wow. So it actually reinforces men or people to have these like less crafted, uh, more generic type of introductions to people, and that person is only slightly less successful that's at dating
0: than somebody who's to well.
1: Me. Yeah, it is. But that's part of the reinforcement. Content- you're saying,
0: what, you're saying statistically, so never mind. Right, if the I copy and paste and just send, 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 yeah, like
1: it's it's the qu- quantity. You might as right. well put your odds someone's, higher. Someone's going to work out because a
0: hundred percent. Listen, you can do anything that you want to do, and something is going mm-hmm. to work out for you if right. you keep interacting with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. The thing is that most people don't interact with like fifty people; they interact right. with four, and that's right. why it doesn't work out. So we're trying to increase, increase
1: total total exposure yeah, to constant. a thousand people but versus right. ten. I talk about which he- is, I mean, I. I'm but how totally do we yeah. women, yeah,
2: how do but, I approach women sexually? I think, with all the weinstein um, stuff in the news and ben affleck and and that 's bringing up all these other stories that women have, whether it 's about well known people and pressures for work related things or just even interactions that they have with men. It's brought a lot up with clients that I have, especially female clients that are very attractive saying, you know, this is my life every day. Every day, guys are sending me messages or I walk down the street and it's, hey, baby, this or nice ass that. And, you know, so I think that it is important to establish what's, what is, where's the line and what is okay, what is not okay. If you ask somebody, hey, I think you're really attractive. Would you like to have sex with me? They're just still asking you. You can just say no. And that's not an assault. But if the way it'll be interpreted in 2017 is an assault. It is an assault, and I think that's something we have to be really cautious on how we label how people interact. If somebody's asking you or they're asking permission or they're asking consent or they're saying, hey, I think you're attractive, it's your choice and responsibility of how you respond and react to that behavior. If somebody's being invasive or uh, hypersexualizing things or sending you sexual pictures that you're not asking for, that is not consensual. So there is a line there, but we have to be cautious on how we label things because I'm seeing a lot of things, mostly on social media, where people are labeling things as assault. That our people's attempts to be consensual,
0: they're just not wanted by you. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's just a difference of opinion. But so I wanted to under I wanted to d- dive in a little bit. How much more time do we have to go Well, we're at twenty six minutes. I'm at thirty-three percent of my battery. Okay. So we're gonna go for five more minutes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, because he he wrote, I get no response from them after this. I always thought women appreciated men who clearly state their intentions and get right to the point. So can you speak to that a little bit? So this bit?
2: is interesting because are you are you pretty open that you're? I mean, you're talking about it, that you're married. Yeah, and you have a baby. You're married. You've been with your partner a long time. So this person's writing to you, a person who is open and out there publicly that you are in a relationship. And he not-
0: approached you. Oh no, no, no! This is writing to. This isn't writing to. Oh, this. yeah. Oh, okay. to okay. <laughs> rewind. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but he. he this, this is same. what he uses on sites. Yes, what okay. he, he goes on to sites. Right. And I, again, what you were saying, like this. This is going to finally hit right. And so, somebody will respond. But right. why? Why is this not? It is. It is. Clearly stating your intentions, right?
2: But you have to match up with somebody else with those same intentions, so that's assuming that you are messaging women that could possibly just be on the site because they just want to hook up. And there are women that are there for that purpose, but it's not the majority of them, even with Tinder. Tinder used to be labeled as like a hookup site, but now it's
1: not. People are getting married and long term relationships more than not, on on but they're also not at the same time, so there's this like hot air and cold air coming together. And like the guy that I met on Tinder that I like basically fell for was just looking to hook up. And so people's intentions aren't lining up and it's creating right. some terrible scenarios. Right. So he's putting <laughs> it out there personally. and I, Hey,
2: good. He's putting it out there, but he's going to have more rejection than acceptance until he matches up with the person he's yeah, on the same
1: page. Okay. With but basically what I'm not, this is just in general, people aren't stating their intention that they just want to hook up. Guys will go on there for, and girls I'm sure will do the same thing that, but they'll go on looking for someone to hook up with, but they're not leading. The pretense is not, that they're going to hook up. The pretenses we're going on a date and then it turns out they just want to hook up. And so basically people right. are yeah. being honest.
2: Yeah. And that honesty, uh, the, the answer here is that honesty is the best policy. Yeah. So if you do,
0: honesty doesn't get you results, obviously. Yeah. Cause cause people dude, aren't right.
2: But then you're doing it under manipulative uh, pretense. Yeah. What Which if it's is, not
0: manipulative? And what if you're, what if you don't want to say, "Look, like, listen, I just want to hook up with you. I'll just be clear here. But you're having a fun vibe with that person. You haven't said, I'm on here to get married. I'm on here to find a relationship. Is and that really being manipulative? It's both parties' responsibility to clarify that if that's something that is a value. Yeah, about like I learned used my lesson. Now
1: that I go forward and state, like I'm actually looking for something, right? And, I, and, I unless, do that and ever, if you, you guys until... not saying
2: it, you can say. You can say on that first day, I'm having a really good time with you. Um, you know, it's a first date. This is like our screening. It's like our job interview. You know, no matter what the intention is, I'm looking for a relationship. And I'm, I don't want to hook up. don't want to have a one-night stand. What? What? Why are you on Tinder? Why are you on Bumble? Yeah. And then that can lead the guy to say, well, you know, I'm not really looking for anything serious. I'm just casually dating. And then you can choose if you want to still hook up with him or not. Uh, but then that would be your choice. So, if, you know, you have just as much responsibility to ask and disclose your own feelings about it than, yeah. than the guy does. Okay. That's
0: interesting. What are better ways? So I want, I want to hear about like you and this guy talking, what were you talking about first that led to that makeout comment that we- made it okay for him to
1: go there? Like what connected you first to say, I can now go to this place. Well, I mean, I always comment on someone's profile. And so on Bumble, as a girl who has to open. I'm super creative with my openers or I just make sure it's all specific to the person. Mm-hmm. I'm not just like, Hey, I never will just say hi. And so in his profile, he had, I think Taco Bell is a food group. And so my open, and there was a bunch of other stuff in his profile, but that was the first thing that I could kind of comment on or make a joke with. And I said, so my opener was, I agree that Taco Bell is a food group, and I might even add that it's the most important food group. And so then we had just all this banter about fast food. My diet's not great. Like my last post on Instagram is eating Fruity Pebbles. Right. And so it was all that banter. And so it was like go, you know, going well, funny banter, and then that's when he threw in. What do you say again? Then we're totally going to make out on our first date because we had talked about like having bad breath from like Taco Bell <laughs> or whatever. Would it have like been that. okay if he made that comment
0: within the first few exchanges for you? It was within basically the first oh, really? few exchanges. Okay.
2: Yeah. But you're interested in him, so there's the precedent that I'm interested. We're talking on this format. I think you're attractive.
1: Yeah. But I also, he that was kind of at that make or break moment because the other guy, for example, that was within the first couple of exchanges as well when he made that comment of, like, I don't want to have to make excuses for my girlfriend that she's actually really nice and not a bitch. That was way, too, and it was over. At that point, it was over. Whereas the other guy, they were both basically the same amount of lines in. And one guy broke it and one guy made it, you know. Like, yeah. So. I think that's a, a, a cute way for clarifying like yes i want to kiss you yes yeah, i want to do these yeah things. yeah and because i continued with it he clearly felt comfortable and like we we're then we basically texted for we like two or- a, i mean it's a we clarification texted was for cute. like three hours afterward oh wow we texted until like one in the morning last night okay that's great so basically what i'm
0: hearing is go gradually
1: that go for, gradually, for the but, majority of women but
0: you are also saying also that feel the, those intentions feel out, out, out there could but whether it's right away or also
2: you know in the first message hey i'm I'm looking to hook up at some point. Maybe somebody will respond and
1: two people But he will also, look. I mean, in this context, he did say on our first date. So like it was, clarified, like, it was clarified a date, date that you're going to go on a date and that he'd also like to kiss you. Yeah. And it was clarified in a
2: way using the things you're interested in like bad breath and Taco Bell. Yeah. But I think that's cute. Um, I have a, a client that I talked to recently that has hung out with somebody a few times. He doesn't know if it's a date they're going out to dinner, he's paying, but he's unsure. And so his plan was to then say, Hey, the next time I take you out, let's go to this dinner and this time let's make it a kissing date. Like a cute, quirky way of saying, yeah. I want to make contact with your body because I'm attracted to you and this is establishing this date is not only a date and I'm verbalizing this, but I'd also like to kiss you and then to see what, what the response yeah. is. So when he tried to kiss her and she hasn't been responsive? No, it's just been, I think the person's cold and very busy in a very like high academic position I mean, so it could be just like a colder person yeah but i think it's okay to clarify that way that this this is a date yeah um and this is my intention is to and I, I would like to kiss you and i think that's give somebody a heads up that's going to happen for me when i was dating i didn't like being kissed on a first date and i felt like it was invasive if a guy went and just shoved his tongue in my my head i felt like that was like i don't even know where your tongue's been like you just like slam this on me. Um, I like a little bit of clarification and, hey, I'd like this. This is my intention. So, it, but everybody's different. I also have clients that come in and say, I went on a first date and it was so great and he didn't even try to kiss me. I guess he didn't yes. like me. Yes. So, but I, I think well, that goes back to what we were talking Communication about and show. clarification is just always the best way to go whether you do it in a, in a direct way immediately or you do it gradually and work in the person's interests like that worked really well for you, Kristen. I think that was a really great way that you both kind of connected that way. It seems like you both click in that, in that way of communication. So, but it's different for everybody, but I think that communication and clarification is your responsibility.
0: Yeah. So figuring out some cute ways to have these conversations that don't feel too robotic and too aggressive can be helpful for anybody. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, copying and pasting can work like once you figure out something quantity wise work, statistically yes. it's going to work at some point but it still has to be a good line right it right. still has to be something engaging and not well i mean i you know what i don't know but don't
1: you really can know. tell when it's you can tell when it's uh, a copy and paste of line you yeah. just know what it is yeah yes and again sure. it will work on the people that don't care but are those people you want to be with maybe if you want to just yes uh, maybe, maybe. This sure. maybe for that person she sure.
0: wants to hook up with that person, if they're going to say yes, sure, that's great. That's right. perfect for them. That match, matches, and, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. Are we going to do any questions or anything like that? No, because uh, we... Don't have a lot okay. of We got to
1: go. It's a short show. We yeah. got to go. It's like
0: 30, 34 minutes. Suck it up, people. That's mm-hmm. all you're getting from us. We'll make it longer than next <laughs> time. Anyway, thank you for being on our show. How can people find out more about you? And- uh, you can go to my
2: website, which is dramiharwick.com. That's D-R-A-M-I-E-H-A-R-W-I-C-K. You can check me out on Instagram, Dr. Amy Harwick, Facebook, Dr. Pretty Amy consistent. Harwick. Pretty consistent all over the place. And I'm in private practice in West Hollywood, so if you're in... Los Angeles area. You can contact me if you have questions about being a client. I also wrote a book called The New Sex Bible for Women that you can check out on Barnes & Noble Borders, every every uh, website that sells books and usually most physical
1: bookstores oh, if you I actually go copy. to those. yes.
0: <laughs> uh, and Kristen, do you have anything to announce?
1: Yes. Please listen to my other podcast, Mentally Chill. If you guys are feeling down in the dumps or just want to be entertained, check it out. And uh, you can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com,
0: and continuing to listen to the Ask Women podcast, even as we go through constant transition and mm-hmm. try to figure out what's going on with us. Knocking the table, shifting the microphone, we still deliver excellent content, mm-hmm. I think, and entertaining True content. If you want to write in questions for our show, I promise you we will get to our overanalyze this questions, but write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of our podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are amazing and supportive and wonderful. And thank you for sticking with us as we go through these ups and downs (laughs) and changes. But we are Ask Women, back to being Ask Women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.